1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at not of the scribe, at Walker Mail. Not able to really live tweet too much last night. I was doing some other things, trying to keep along and didn't want to sound like an idiot on Twitter by firing (laughs) from the hip. So I just decided to watch back a little bit more just to make sure I was able to find tune some things and here we are today going to recap that Philadelphia loss that the Charlotte Hornets suffered last night by a score of 118 to 101 we'll get to as we usually do with these recaps kind of go through the tiers of um, different storylines and players that we want to recap how they played not I think the first thing we lead off with is Devante Graham what did you think of Devonte after hitting five shots all from the perimeter and uh, going five of 13 total five of 11 from the three point
0: line? quite honestly right now it was good. I like what he did. He hit his shots. He had a good floor game. And I still don't want to see him start another game for the Hornets, quite honestly. Like, I'm at the point now where it doesn't matter what he does. We see this lineup together. And I and I mean the PJ, Gordon, Terry, uh, Biz, Devontae starting lineup. And... It just doesn't hit for me offensively. It doesn't hit for me defensively. This is trying to make fetch happen. And this is the point where <laughs> I legitimately call on Borrego, because this is a Borrego thing now.
1: Oh, this is a fetch lineup?
0: Oh no, this is the fetch lineup. <laughs> because he's trying to make fetch happen and it's not going to happen. This, uh, and I, I just want to just plead to anyone that's listening from that in that building. You can't legitimately ask fans to stay engaged stay tuned stay with this team and not change the lineup after we clearly see that this team is not going to be very 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 good
1: and so go ahead
0: and, and I, I think there's a lineup change I, I like what Devonte did I, I think he had a great floor game I'm just like at the point where I'm moving on
1: yeah I think James Borrego talked about some of the changes that could come to the lineup, it could come anywhere. So he's not distinctively, he's not uh, just especially addressing the Devante Graham, Lamelo ball thing. He's addressing that any of these changes could come anywhere in this starting lineup. And I think the, the one thing I, I, I need to point out, Cody Zeller, they're hurting with his absence. And once Cody Zeller comes back in for Biz Biyombo, the starting lineup is immediately better because Biz obviously goes to the bench in that scenario. Cody Zeller comes back in, starting lineup a lot better. Biz was not very good last night. So there you go. That's one fix that you could immediately have. In the meantime, if you're not going to go out and get anybody, which I don't expect them to at this point, um, one, James Brego did say Cody Zeller being out ha- is is really starting to show up, by the way. I completely Agreed. agree with that. So the, the changes that, to me, I would make not if I'm James Borrego before we even get to Devontae, it would be getting Bismack Biombo out of there. It would be putting Miles Bridges at the four and PJ at the five and doing some starting things there. Now, I know when you're going against Philadelphia, you have Joel and Bede out there on the, on the court as well. And I know you're sacrificing a ton of size. There are also some benefits. If you would just play it right, have PJ hang around the three point line, which he was better at taking the three pointers available to him yesterday, which I was very happy with. There was one that he passed up, but if it's only one instead of 20, (laughs) that I I I can notice at least. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, PJ did a better job at that. You know, I, I think offensively, PJ at the five, they could just game plan for that a little bit better. They could utilize that five man rotation a little better if you put Miles at the four, PJ at the five, and then we'll get to the backcourt. And not a here's the thing about Devonte. Really good to see the three ball go in. Okay, five of eleven. One of those shots was a bouncer all across the rim, but whatever, soft touch, it goes in. Excellent stuff there. Devontae missed the only two two two-point field goals that he took. He didn't get to the free throw line again, so he was 0 of 0 from the charity stripe, which is not anything he's going to do. Didn't facilitate as much, only the one assist to his name. Had a couple of rebounds, which I don't care about his rebounds anyway. Um, Devontae didn't play well enough to make me think, okay, I'll completely shut up about LaMelo going in there, especially when LaMelo... Looks good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he goes in this game against Philadelphia, and he flirts with the triple double. His final line is twelve points, nine assists, and seven rebounds. Um, I, I Lamelo plays differently in garbage time. He's done. He did this in the preseason where he's starting to hoist up shots. He did this in this game when we kind of threw in the white towel. I don't like that. But when you have Lamelo playing within the confines of the offense, he looks good in there. And, and so Lamelo, the, the problems with Lamelo right now. I'm going to be worried about the shot, you know, but he shows that he has an ability to hit it. Went over five from three point land last night. There were some times where I think you could see his weakness, just his overall weak frame um, against the Philadelphia. And I think that's going to be fine. He's going to grow into that body. I couldn't could not care less about that. Um, but Lamelo needs to be here, man. I mean, it, it just kind of is. Doug put it well, I think, in that tweet a couple of days ago. It's like, hey, if you're James Borrego, I know it's hard. Devonte was really good last year, um, at least for the first half of the season, and you don't want to just give the minutes to this rookie coming right out of the po- uh, coming right out of the gate. And I get all of that. I know it's hard, but it is what it is at this point. And Lamelo seems to make that offense look better, Nada, even when Devontae is hitting his shots. It make it looks better when Lamelo is in the lineup and I, I, I agree with you. I mean Devontae, excellent job hitting your shots. That's great. Lamello just does more for you with that lineup. And I, I would agree. I, I would have LaMelo still go into the starting lineup and take Devontae out. No,
0: like at this point, we've seen this bench have to <laughs> dig the starters out of whatever hole they've put the team in. At what point do you just have to say, okay, I'm gonna put my best foot forward. I'm going to start lamello ball i'm going to start miles bridges because as well as pj played pj hasn't played well enough to justify him starting over miles because i think with pj coming in off the bench it allows you that versatility for right now at least until cody zeller comes back to where you can put him at the four or the five and go small because i don't think you can go small against too many eastern conference lineups especially and and with the schedule being what it is where you have Atlanta with Capella and other bigs there. You're going up against New Orleans on Friday. I don't think you can go to that small lineup and thrive. Where I would suggest is, like, if you're going to make changes, it can't be just one. I like Devontae and what he did last year. He's got to go. I like P.J. and P.J. Came coming in out of shape and everything else like that. And he's done admirably. He's got to go, too, at some point. You have to show these guys that actions or lack of action—
1: So you're still starting biz? I mean, you're, you're still going to start biz in, in all of this? I,
0: I think you have to. I think you have to because I think you have guys, especially in the, in the upcoming sk- stretch, where you're going to have centers that are legitimately big. And I don't think it's fair to P.J. to put him in that situation rather than have him come off the bench, get his rhythm back, get his win back— and then go from there. I think it's a two, I think it's a – for at least PJ, it's one step back to take two steps forward for his development. You
1: know a- – it was a tough matchup. Philadelphia is legitimately good. They're six and one on the season. And I mean, you're not going into a game against the 76ers expecting to win. So we can keep that among us as we're having this conversation. But when Bismack Biombo goes in and you're putting him in there for size to try to help out against a huge dude like Joel Embiid and Bismack Biombo gives you four rebounds. I mean, I'm going to need more than that from biz. And if he continues to do that, I get it. You're, you want the size out there. I, I I understand that you've got some trees that you're going to battle against and you need somebody, you need a tree of your own, but if you're only going to give me four rebounds all right, with, with all of the criticism we threw towards PJ for not getting boards. I mean, there were a couple of easy rebounds that PJ got that I wouldn't call excellent job boxing out or hustling and stuff like that, but he did get eight. you know, like, I mean, you know, Biz is I I don't know. I need more rebounds from Biz, especially if you're going to turn the ball over three times and the limited touches you get anyway. And, and, and you know, two, two of, of si- those were
0: easy uh, buckets that if he catches it I mean, normally, those are buckets.
1: <laughs> well, and, and he's not. Yeah. If he catches it normally, this is Biz we're talking exactly. about. Like, you know, I I like Biz, man. I like him on the bench in a mentor role. right. Let's talk about Bet Online AG. If you're ready for the last week of college football bowl games. I think we actually have a couple more weeks of those, so you still have some time to do that. Also, if you're ready for the first week of uh, NFL postseason, you can go to BetOnline.ag and get some skin into the game. Sign up today for a free account in BetOnline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. And plus, don't forget about them on social media. You can visit our exclusive partner at betonline underscore ag whether it be twitter or instagram to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business you can sign up for a free account and use promo code again locked on for your sign up bonus hashtag bet online we'll continue to break down some of the things we saw in yesterday's game on the locked On hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i love leftovers by the way
0: huge leftover guy oh man dinner dinner for lunch i love that leftover dinner swing it into a lunch maybe even to a breakfast if you're feeling goosey it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast
1: 2020 is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins and if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast so we talked a little bit about the starting lineup what we would want to see there i think the other thing you take notice of in this game nada malik monk got some minutes. Made a season debut last night. Ten minutes for Malik Monk. I don't think we saw a whole lot from him. <laughs> oh, of one from the field. He took a three pointer and, and got that miss. He did go to the charity stripe, only made one of his two free throws um, did have three assists, which is something that was kind of good from him in the preseason, the assist numbers that he was able to put up and only the one turnover, even though the turnover was really, really bad, just had his cookies taken right from him, a lazy, lazy pass trying to get past half court. So that was a problem. Can you make anything of what we saw of Malik Monk yesterday? What do you, you, uh, when you try to, what do you make of Malik and what he gave us in his season debut?
0: This may be just me, and this is not the guy that's been getting his mentions bombarded by every Malik Monk fan for saying he hasn't done enough to get rotation minutes. This is me, like, co-chair of Monk Hive. He doesn't look right to me. He hasn't looked right to me for at least this season, ever since we knew he caught COVID. He's looked a step slow. And initially, I thought, okay, he looked a step slow because it's preseason. He didn't look any faster than me at all in that preseason game. And granted, it's only a 10-minute stretch. And there's not much that you can really glean from those minutes outside of just getting some run in. But he doesn't look right to me. And I don't know if it's the COVID diagnosis, if he's still out of shape because of COVID. I don't know what it is. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look like he has the burst. He doesn't look like the Malik Monk that I think we're all familiar with. He just looks a beat, a beat and a half slow. And I don't know what it is. And until he gets that burst back, he's an average guy. And that's what I, that's the one thing I've kind of, and granted, I could be wrong and he could be the guy that everybody expects him to be. He just, for me right now, looks a step slow and it kind of explained why he hasn't gotten minutes yet. And unfortunately, that's the thing that I come away with.
1: Yeah, it, to me, I don't think you can make anything of that, man. I'm, it's someone that's gotten extremely limited minutes in preseason. He didn't play until the fourth quarter of last night's game where he eventually got 10 minutes total, did play a lot of the fourth quarter, did have one breather, but that was about it. It was it's someone that, yeah, hasn't had a lot of opportunities, I think, to show you some of the burst. I, I'm trying to remember if he had maybe one dunk or something like that in preseason. But the explosiveness, I just don't know what I can make from Malik Monk. I think if you go to a positive, I think he was fine on defense. I don't think there was anything that I saw that was glaring. Oh, my God, that was a huge problem. I thought Malik Monk was just fine on defense. And I think offensively, I you know threw my hands up at that awful turnover that he had. Um, but he did have a few assists in this one, you know, making some some plays in that regard. So for me, I I'm, I think the, the conversation to have about Malik is whether this continues, if we're going to continue to see Malik Monk get some minutes in this one, or if it was just going into the fourth quarter where you were certainly down a decent amount of points by that point, it was double digit lead that Philadelphia had and you were looking for a spark offensively because we went to James Borrego after this game, a noticeably frustrated James Borrego after this game, saying he needs to try to find a way uh, to get more offense there, only scoring, I think, 43 points in the first half, coming away with 101 total, and he's saying he needs to find a way to get a spark with this team on that end of the floor. And I think maybe he was trying to find it with Malik and eventually it's too late when you do that. So we'll see if Malik Monk actually gets some run, you know, not i I'll, if, if he based on his comments and based on his willingness to put Malik Monk in this game, at least at the beginning of the fourth quarter, where it's not like the game is completely over, even though it is, but you get my point. I think we see Malik Monk in the next game in the second quarter. I do. I think I think you start to see a little bit more, especially if you need to jump offensively. What do you think? No,
0: I, I see. The thing is, I can't blame them. I, I, I think like I've been one of those that has said you play the Martin twins because you need somebody with some wing defenders out there. And they've put one of the Martins, Caleb Martin. Like this is the thing about the rotation. And I tweeted this last night. And this is m- completely my belief the fact that the rotation has not only shrunk, but the guy that got the guaranteed money to start his career, the Martin Twin, that guy is the one who's seeing his minutes cut, lets you know that this is not a game. So therefore, if Malik Monk is there to earn his spot, and there could be a real good chance that he's there to earn his spot back, and we'll see him against Atlanta on Wednesday where he plays a lot of minutes. There's a good chance of that. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a one-time thing just to get a ga- get a gauge of where Malik is in his, where he is in just in shape-wise. Because the thing is, I, I, the one thing like you said, I can't deny, he moved the ball and he wasn't bad on defense. Those were my only two concerns about not playing Malik Monk. If he can do that and he can score and he can provide a little bit of punch to a second lineup that may or may not have Devontae Graham leading it, then, yo, here we go. Let's let's try this because right now where I was worried about the defense, I am kind of starting to worry about the offense as well. But I also think a lot of the offensive issues would be solved if you started putting the right guys that can initiate offense a little bit better in the starting rotation because i think All starting right. that line with the starting lineup being that bad from in from like the jump it makes the bench's job that much harder to get buckets
1: all right, we'll get to the leftover Hornets takes from this game against Philadelphia, but I want to mention Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right, Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box? So they know we sent you an amazing solution election reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rock leftover takes coming up next locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i'm, I'm a little i listen hold on I, now see uh, I, th- I, we couldn't just blow by that one well, you had because this, this
0: is what frustrates me you know i'm uh, under the weather you know I'm not at 100% right now, and you're you're just taking it to me. You're like one of these people that knew Nick Batum had a hand injury, and they were just slapping his hand because it's like, we're going to knock this guy's hand because we know he's injured, and that's what you're doing to me right now. But I just want to say, Sam, if you're listening, you're more than a numbers guy. You have heart. You have soul. You have agency. You are a person. Love you, Sam. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: East meets West in Locked on NBA Tuesdays. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked on Warriors. And David Ramil, host of Locked on Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day. Coast to coast, you can subscribe to Locked on NBA, uh, the podcast, wherever you get all of your podcasts. Kind of looking at some of the other guys and what they did last night. You know, one of the other uh, things that I noticed, Nada, I think... McDaniels is getting a little bit more comfortable offensively. You saw him hit four of six from the field, and he hit one of the two three pointers that he took. I don't love when he drives, but he is showing a willingness to drive a little bit more. I think you're starting to see him just feel a little bit more comfortable w- within these games, and the minutes have been there. You mentioned it in this last podcast, uh, the one yesterday, I believe. He's a lock for 15 minutes, really. You know, it was at the fir- at the beginning, he got six, eleven, and four in the first three games, and then it's 16 16 12 16 and uh you've seen him you know shoot a good percentage this year not on many shots just shooting 55 percent so far on the season I, I think he's getting a little bit more comfortable within this offense uh what do you think about McDaniels,
0: McDaniels is one of those guys that I'm intrigued by because when you start saying if if Brego's really thinking about switching everything up starting McDaniels is a, not a bad place to start at honestly
1: what like were well, you going to start them? I mean, I, I I wouldn't go that far. Like I, and you know me, I like McDaniels, but I don't think you're going to start him over one. The, the locks in the starting lineup that the guys are, that just aren't going to get moved. It's Terry Rozier. It's Gordon Hayward. I mean, yeah, those are the a- two guys that are absolute bona fide locks at this point with the way they've been playing. And the outside circumstances it, with the way that PJ has been playing, I could see him doing that. I don't think he is going to get moved to the bench, but I could, I could see Borrego decide to do that. Bismack Biombo, I think of course I could see get moved to the bench and we've been having this Devonte LaMelo conversation quite a bit. So I, I just don't know where that leaves room for McDaniels. Now
0: huh? the, the big thing is though, the one I just see this team, if you're not going to guarantee that Devontae's is going to hit a whole bunch of threes, and Lamelo's shot just isn't there yet. You're going to need a guy, another guy to space the floor besides Terry, because I don't even trust Hayward to do that right now. And Hayward's a whole other conversation because he's been he's played all right, but for what you're expecting, you expect a little bit more. But I do think you are you need more perimeter shooting, and if. Again, unless you're trusting Miles to find his stroke again, which he did have earlier in the season, you need a guy that can stretch the floor to open up the floor for LaMelo. And I'm not saying I trust Jalen McDaniels at this point to do the things that he needs to do. But in terms of options of stretching the floor, I'm probably going to go there. If I'm if the idea is to get as much perimeter shooting out there as possible right now, that's my only thing about it.
1: Nick Richards got some minutes, six minutes to be exact at the very end of this game. It was garbage time. He did hit a field goal, also went to the foul line, hit one of two free throws, scored three points and. I guess Nick Richards is above Vernon Carey in the rotation. Um, you know, I thought, I think in preseason, maybe Vernon Carey came in once before Nick Richards, but Carey just not getting any minutes in this game at all. And I guess it would, it, you look at Richards just being ahead of Vernon Carey. It's not who they drafted ahead of Vernon Carey, but it is who um, they're playing a little bit more than I think what we've seen from the Duke product. So do you make anything of that, that Nick Richards is getting time before Vernon Carey does? Nick Richards.
0: I trust a little bit more to do NBA things, and I think that's what Borrego is saying. I think with what you need Vernon Carey to do v- laterally, he's not there yet. He's gonna have to learn how to be a five at the at the NBA level, and he's just not there. I think they're also waiting to see what happens with Greensboro, because if you can stash Green, um, you can stash Carey and to a lesser extent Grant Riller to down in down in Greensboro so that they can get the seasoning, get the games, and get the experience, I think that's more important. I think Nick Richards for right now is just a decent stopgap. He's growing on me. I, I told you this off wax. He's growing on me. He's not going to be a guy I'm ever going to trust to have more than 10 or 15 minutes this season, but he's growing on me. I see what they why they drafted him. It's just going to take a while, and at this point – He's he's a foul shield. He's going to be in there to absorb fouls and to be the guy that's the big that replaces Biz to keep the minute to keep the mileage off. That's it for right now. He does something more, we can we can discuss this at a later date, you know?
1: Yeah, no doubt. We'll see how the minutes distribution is uh, divvied up as we go on, but it, it could be quite a bit with James Borrego. And you know he's not one to shy away from going with some crazy lineups and deciding, you know what, this isn't working, so let's let's uh, kind of mix it up going into um, either one of these games. It could be on the horizon. The next one is going to be the Atlanta Hawks, and they just sacrificed a 15-point lead. Last night, Hawks go down once again. I think that's kind of the one of the um, similar games. One of the things that we've seen from them a couple of times here lately. So a game that two teams are going to be looking to win after having some bad losses in their previous contest. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. We'll be back with you tomorrow to preview that game against the Atlanta Hawks. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.